The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. to order the city council regular meeting for monday may 16th and i would ask for us to do the roll call please roll call mayor garrett present mayor pro tem Cantor. council member jennings here council member Kinez. here council member miller madam mayor you have a quorum thank you um i would invite everyone in the audience and that's online to say the pledge of allegiance Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Before we do the approval agenda, I would take a motion to excuse Councilwoman Miller and Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Uh, motion to excuse uh, members Cantor and Miller. Need a second? Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Uh, roll call. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion to carry. Thank you. Um, next, we have the approval of the agenda, and I would ask for an, uh, an adjustment under action request to move or add changing our council date from 620 to 627, because June 20th is a, you said it was a holiday? Yes. And I would make that A, and then, um, excuse me, yeah, A, and then push everything else down. So. Can you can you repeat it so I can make the motion? So the motion is to change our city council meeting from June 20th to June 27th. And that would be the action item. Other than that, I'll take a uh, motion to approve the agenda as stated and adjusted. Ooh. Okay, so motion to approve the agenda with the change of uh, our next, our, our June 20th meeting to June 27th. Is that correct? Yes. Is there okay. a second? Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion um, regarding the approval of the agenda with the change of our city council meeting from June 20th to June 27th? Hearing none, roll call please. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Now we have public comments for items that are on the agenda. Speakers are limited to three minutes. Is there anyone that would like to speak in the audience first and then on Zoom? Nope. Anybody on Zoom? Okay. Anybody wanting to speak about any items that's on the agenda? All right, then um, I am moving on to the consent agenda. 
Um, take a motion to approve the consent agenda. All items under the consent agenda are considered to be routine and non-controversial by the city council and will be approved by one motion. There will be no separate discussion. If a discussion is desired, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and discussed separately immediately after consent agenda approval in its normal sequence on the regular agenda. Take a motion to approve the consent agenda. Motion to approve the consent agenda. Second. Is there a second? second. It's been moved and second. There is no discussion of it, so I would take a roll call of it. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Now we'll move on to action requests for consideration and approval. First up is going to be the change of the city council meeting from June 20th to June 27th. Can we just want to explain? Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mayor and Council. June 20th is a holiday for the city. Um, it's our Juneteenth day, and since that falls on a Sunday, the following Monday would be a holiday for the city. So since we will not be in the office on that day, we would have to move the council meeting to the next Monday, which would be the 27th of June. Thank you. Have a motion. Change motion to change our June 20th meeting uh, for Juneteenth uh, to June 27th, the next Monday in June. I have a second. Second. Pardon me? Second. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up is going to be the consideration to adopt uh, consideration adoption of electric vehicle zoning ordinance amendments. And I believe that this is going to be our first read. Correct. First reading. And so um, council will read through it and it's not going to be approved a final approval at this stage. Um, and I believe it's been in the works uh, for a while. If you look at the memorandum prepared by Gipples Webster, um, it, it appears that they, this discussion um, started back in October. Um, and then uh, there was a, a presentation to the Planning Commission, um, which from the uh, a Clean Energy Partners um, explanation, uh, a company um, met with the Planning Commission, and so as a result of that, the changes that you see in red to your packet information um, arose from that discussion. So this this has been reviewed by the Planning Commission, and um, there was not any any uh, prior uh, prior regulations for el the electric uh, right. charging vehicles, and I think it's as if you read through the memo I mean that this is something that is moving forward in our in our society and just with the way things are going more electric vehicles and so um, the Planning Commission has decided it's good to get ahead of that and to make some regulations so that those kind of facilities can be here in Wayford Village Thank so yep yeah, if there's if this is the first reading and again if, if there's any changes just in a from a procedural point of view um, council can make those changes um, and then it goes to second reading if there's any tweaks um, or if they see anything that they wish they think needs to go back to planning commission they can also 
make that recommendation today if there's something that they see that they think needs to be reviewed by the Planning Commission again. Okay. Thank you. Any motion? Motion to consider the adoption of electric vehicle zoning ordinance amendments. First reading. First reading. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and seconded for consideration of the adoption of the electric vehicle zoning ordinance amendments for the first reading. Is there any discussion? So again, so we're just talking about the red, correct? No, we're What's actually talking about the entire Okay. The entire thing is um, brand new. And so the red is just what was like a most recent. This has been in the works for a while. And then that was like a second um, addition to it. So okay. previously, um, there was, unless I'm misspeaking, there, there are no, no um, regulations at all in your zoning ordinance related to the electrical vehicle charging stations. Okay. So, so it be a whole new thing. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to ask my questions, and if no one knows, then it's okay. But uh, so I see in the recommendation, it says uh, the Planning Commission may wish to discuss whether EV stations should be required for uh, new non-single-family residential uh, developments. So I was hoping maybe uh, since we have a, a new apartment building that's in the works that hasn't been, they're not complete yet, but would they be considered um, to have this, you know, the the EV stations? Yeah, would I think that, that would be something that, that would have to be added as a new regulation for that um, to, to the existing ordinance that would not be, is not addressed by this, but if council thinks that's a good idea, Definitely, that can go back to the planning commission. That um, if if council approves this this ordinance, then additional we can um, add additional correct okay. to other sections that apply because this yeah this doesn't apply to every to, to that situation in particular. If that makes sense. I was just waiting for you. She said, does that make sense? Oh, oh, you said that. I'm sorry. I apologize. It does, it does make sorry sense. Sorry about that. Yeah, just where it would specifically, you know, require that development then right. to, to account for that. But this is this this ordinance itself just um, does give, you know, adds a definition and does give the regulations for the infrastructure for that, but isn't requiring it to be a, a a spot to be provided for that in a certain location. Right. So if that that is something to consider if, if council does approve this to move forward with more, you know, specific location regulations. Okay. Will we will we also be able to determine um, I think I'm okay with the overall ordinance, but I'm I'm curious about uh, like what is the benefit, I guess, for the city, like, um, you know, because I know the charging stations aren't free. So I'm curious what would be the benefit to uh, Lathrop. And I also saw that uh, lighting mm -hmm. needs to be implemented in those areas. So are we covering the lighting and things of that nature? Like, 
who's actually who would actually install the EVs? Right. I think um, there's a question or the the group. It looks like, and I apologize. I think Jill okay. um, or Susie would be better right. That's why to answer that. So I do apologize. Yeah. But in general. I'm thinking that these the companies that want to um, install that they want to have their their infrastructure here. You know, there would be an agreement worked out as far as what they would be willing to do is with the infrastructure part of it, like that. Okay. And then the charging, um, generally, it's charged to the users. So the users would be paying for that when they go to plug in. Right. Right. Um, and then it would be adva advantageous to the city because we're providing a place where if people have those type of vehicles they can come and be in the city and you know shop here or do okay. whatever as well so that kind of works that way sometimes they and again I don't know with this I know sometimes they will, will like offer a free you know something free or just so that they can be the ones chosen to to be in here okay um, but I'm not totally sure what the what the competition is for that or how how that works but I don't think I mean it it shouldn't be something that's going to be um, a great expense to the city once it gets situated. Because it might not necessarily be on the city city's property. Because an individual business owner could also correct yes. have it on their right. Yes. Would addressing a limitation of these be advantageous? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I. That again, the planner would be better to address that. But just okay. from my the top of my head, um, if this is the way society is going to go, and to try and be proactive, I don't think the limitation would be of a useful thing. I mean, it'd probably be supply and demand. I feel like if you get them and they're not, no one's using them. Well, then there's no limit because no one's going to want to put more in. But if they become very useful and popular then we wouldn't want to limit because we want to have stability to get more in if that's what right. people need. And is there something in there if they weren't being used and they were falling apart a uh, recommendation for removal? Do that would be I, I think that's F that was maintenance yep. but it doesn't I didn't see that it said removal. It says shall result in mm -hmm. space ceasing. Ceasing to <coughs> counter towards required. Right. It, so so it's like a, this is also towards if a business, the parking requirements require so many parking spaces under the planning, under the zoning ordinance for depending on what the certain business usages so it's also a, it'd be an advantage towards for that business if they have this that they get it counted towards their required parking requirement or number of parking spaces so they're saying that if they don't if they fail to maintain it then they can't count that towards their parking requirement but it doesn't specifically address your right removal but whatever company is is um, going to be chosen that's usually would be something negotiated probably with with the individual company that is putting those in that if they cease to function or whatever that they be removed but that would be something I would think that would be 
like in the contract, contract. for who, whatever company is going to eventually. Oh, it's not going to go for a second. No. Okay. We need to amend the motion. Yeah. So apparently, this is the only. The only one. The only reading. Okay. And then it will be up for adoption at this point. Um, so does uh, Councilman Jennings have to um, amend his motion? Yes. Okay. Move to okay. adopt. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah, a motion to to adopt, not just to consider adopt. Well, it's yeah. consider adoption, but yes, if we're considering now, but a new motion to actually adopt it if council is satisfied with the adoption of it, and opposed to the first reading that I had to say. I apologize. That's okay. Um, so you're gonna um, amend it. I guess I'm concerned why why we're just now figuring out figuring this out. I know I'm not comfortable. So well, it does say consider adoption of. You're right. You're right. It doesn't say first reading, and I mm -hmm. um, okay. text Susie and, Stack. And, and actually, um, to clarify, there's different rules, and I apologize. Um, I did get in touch with Scott, and we have townships have different adoption rules versus a city, and a city does. This would be considered the second reading because the actual first reading was, was with planning commission, okay. and that is where they did hold um, public hearings okay. as well. So that was fully noticed. If you have any concerns, and, and Barb on your end as well, with your comfort level, that it was noticed as required by law for a public hearing. So the the general public and is it had notice of it and had the opportunity to come and make comments. Um, at that planning commission meeting. Okay. So, uh, to make a new motion. Uh, so I would like to move that we adopt the electric vehicle zoning ordinance amendments. And is there a second? <coughs> a second does not mean that you agree to it. I know. A second I'll second it. it. Oh, okay. Any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Councilmember Kinez? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next section request is for the city budget fiscal year 2022-2023. Yes, Mayor and Council. This is to um, set a public hearing for June 27th on the budget. Um, the final budget would be, I have to have a public hearing set for June 27th. And that would be based off of the, uh, the date that we just changed. Actually, it was changed before I got notice. It never hurts to do it twice. Anybody like to make a motion for acceptance? So we need to, I'm gonna make the motion, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll make the motion. Uh, so I would like to make a motion to approve or for a public hearing for the fiscal year 2022-2023 uh, city budget draft. No. 
it probably should say you'd like to set the public hearing oh okay for so the city budget fiscal year 2022-23 june 27th recommended you don't want to put draft in there because it's going to be the right. original okay Say it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> what? Say it one That's more time. So he has the right motion. <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> like okay. to make a motion. Of You'd like to make a motion <laughs> to set the public hearing for the city budget fiscal year 2022-2023 on June 27th, 2022. Okay. All right, so I'd like to make a motion to set a public hearing for the fiscal year 2022-2023 city budget. Wow, there we go. Second. <clears throat> it's been moved and second to accept the uh, city budget fiscal year 2022-2023 to be the- uh, Oh, on June 27th. Uh, on June 27th for the public hearing. Is there any discussion, any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call please. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Motion carried. Next, we have the resolution for the No Mow May. Um, it's designated the month of May 2022 as No Mow May. Um, this is, um, I'll just read it. Whereas the city of Lather Village is keen to develop and implement a program to create or expand pollinator friendly habitat on public and private land to galvanize the community and adopt sustainable pollinator friendly land management practices. And whereas the city of Lather Village is in a unique position to significantly increase pollinator friendly habitat by encouraging pollinator friendly lawn care practices and by incentivizing its citizens to take direct and meaningful action on their own properties. And whereas ideal pollinator friendly habitat is comprised of mostly native wildflowers, grasses, vines, shrubs, and trees blooming in succession throughout the growing season. It's free or nearly free of pesticides. It's comprised of undisturbed spaces under including leaf and brush piles, unmowing fields or field margins, fallen trees and other dead wood for nesting and overwintering, and provides connectivity between habitat areas to support pollinator movement and resilience. And whereas the formative period for establishment of pollinator and other insect species and the many songbirds and other urban wildlife species which depend upon them occurs in late spring and early summer when they emerge from dormancy and require flowering plants as crucial foraging uh, habitat. And these opportunities are dramatically reduced when early spring leaf litter removal and grass mowing and grass mowing. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the city of Lather Village along with their partnering organizations jointly recognize No Mow May to actively promote and educate the community about the critical period of pollinator emergence generation of crucial pollinator supporting habitat and early spring foraging opportunities. And be it further resolved that for the duration of the month of May, the city of Lather Village should suspend the enforcement of chapter uh, 82 article. You know, I have this since that 15. Yes, thank you. I'll just go with that. Weeds <laughs> and noxious growth and voluntarily delay homeowner lawn care pesticides until June, allowing pollinator species to emerge and early flowering grasses and forbits to establish, which may result in ground covering exceeding established ordinance height restriction and that during the month of May, the city of Lather Village should not issue citations for excessive weed growth. Anyone want to make a motion to accept that? I will make a motion to accept the no mo May resolution. 
Is there a second? To accept that? No. I'll make the motion for it. I'll do the second on it. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank Ma you. Mayor, if I may interrupt, um, I would like to return to the action request A, considering adoption of the ordinance amendment. Okay. Just to point out that it, due to the fact that there was a vote of two to one, um, adoption of, a, of ordinance amendments re require a majority of the entire council regardless of who is here. So therefore that motion Fail. did fail, okay. do, which does not mean it cannot be put on another agenda, the next meeting agenda where more council. So uh, is Monday, Monday is a special meeting, isn't it? Or no, it's not. Okay, so then you just, if you can remember just to put that on the 27th, 27th to accept it at that time. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have. I'm sorry, yes, Monday is a special meeting with the 23rd, that's what I thought. No, we have to explain. So we can actually adopt it on the 23rd, so we can do it on Monday. As long as it gets noticed. Oh, do, do it for June. Okay. Because I mean, it just needs 18 hours. Can we just do it for the 27th or no? Just do it for the 27th. Just forget it. Just do it for the 27th. Okay. Thank you. Any Thank you. switch back and forth again? No? Okay. Next is a resolution for the Mayor's Monarch, Monarch Pledge. Um, I was approached by the National Wildlife Federation to take the Monarchs, it's actually Monarchs and Pollinator Pledge Day. And I'm sorry, but I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to skip down to one, two, three, four, five, to the fifth one. Um, I'm trying to see whether or not there's something that. So today, I, Michael Kelly Garrett, signed the National Wildlife Federation's Mayor's Monarch Pledge and have it's actually Mayor's Monarch and Pollinator Pledge and have officially committed to taking meaningful action to protect the monarch butterfly and pollinators. Um, and will you, while I'm saying all this, will you adjust what I'm putting in here yeah. before we sign it? Or is this what they actually signed? Because I, sorry, I apologize, Susan. This is what they actually yes. sent? Oh. That's what they actually sent. Okay, so forget what I said about the pollinators, but online it says pollinators. Okay, I apologize. Um, have officially committed to take meaningful action to protect the monarch butterfly, and City of Lathrop Village has committed to planting pollinator-friendly species on city-owned properties, encouraging, promoting, and providing resources for residents wishing to establish pollinator gardens and developing local property maintenance ordinance are sustainable and wildlife friendly. And every resident of City of Lathrop Village can make a difference for the monarch by planting native milkweed and nectar plants to provide habitat for the monarch and pollinators in locations where people live, work, learn, play, and worship. And whereas City of the Lathrop Village has committed to no mo may in the <laughs> sorry, in the planting of flowers that attract uh, monarchs. Now, therefore, I, Michael, and Kelly, by virtue of the authority vested in me, Mayor of the City of Lathrop Village, do hereby proclaim May 16, 2022, as Mayor's Monarch Pledge Day in the City of Lathrop Village, encourage all residents 
to participate in community activities that celebrate and support monarch conservation. And you might want to address that at the bottom, it just says 022, not 2023. I need to make a this doesn't, Does this require, I thought, resolutions? I don't, but we'll just roll it. Okay. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to approve the Mayor's Monarch Pledge Resolution. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. Next, I was approached by the United Way for Southeastern Michigan in this 21-day equity challenge. And the reason I'm going to read all of this, because um, though I was asked not to bring this up, but I am going to bring it up this time, because we have been um, inundated with racist uh, emails to the entire council um, with horrible uh, pictures of council people. And I think that it's really important that Lathrop people on council and residents agree to or think about participating in the United Way's, uh, United Way's 21 day equity challenge. And I'll read to you what it is. Whereas the city of Lathrop Village stands firmly against racism and discrimination in all forms. And whereas progress against discrimination requires that we openly talk about, learn about, and confront racism, sexism, and inequality as a community. And whereas there is a long history of systematic inequities within our region, which has adversely impacted the economic, health, educational, and housing outcomes of marginalized communities. And whereas we believe that local government plays a vital role in ending systematic racism and institutional biases that negatively impact members of our community. And whereas, as a council commission board, we value every community member and are committed to creating an equitable and anti-racist system that honors and elevates all. And whereas, we believe that we must provide ourselves, our staff, our community, the necessary time and resources to facilitate discussions of race, equality, I mean, inequality, excuse me, inequity, and privilege to foster a better understanding of our full history and celebrate our collective humanity. Now there, or be it resolved, that the city of Lathrop Village recognizes the United Way for Southeastern Michigan's 21-day equity challenge as an important opportunity to expand our knowledge and understand of the historic and persistent inequity sorry, that play a role in our social and economic landscape here in southeastern Michigan. Be it further resolved, the city of Lathrop Village will sign on in support of the event as an official equity partner and encourage all municipal staff and members of our community to participate in the 21-day equity challenge to deeper, deepen our shared understanding of and developed our willingness to confront racism, sexism, and any other forms of inequity and inequity in our community. And this would be signed on this day, on this 16th day of May, 2022. All right, well, I will gladly make that motion <laughs> considering what I've been going through. So <laughs> uh, I'll make the motion to approve the United Way 
for Southeastern Michigan's 21-Day Equity Challenge Resolution. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and second. Is there further, any further discussion? And the reason why, again, I'm just saying that is because it really, out of the 11 years that I've been on council, I've never um, witnessed, well, let me not say that. On the 11 years on council, I've never witnessed someone send the most derogatory um, emails and pictures and just racist uh, epithets to members of the council. And I'm sad about it because this is 2022, and it's unfortunate that this is something that we have to deal with. And it's also um, on the heels of what happened in um, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, that uh, people of color are being systematically killed for no reason. And um, I think that is just a sad day in our, uh, our world. And I hope that uh, our Lafer Village residents, employees, uh, members of boards really take this serious and, and take it to heart. Any further questions or comments? I just want to, you know, say I'm on board with this resolution, and I would like to thank staff, especially for being so, uh, like, caring, thoughtful to the whole situation. Uh, no need to go any further, but thank you so much, and council members. Roll call, please. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Council Member Jennings. Yes. Council Member Kinez. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, we have a proclamation for gun violence um, awareness day. You want to come up and explain what it is? Sure. Thank you. Visuals too. Right here. Oh, okay. so right here in your hand. Great. Talking to the microphone. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Susan Yagesian, and I'm a resident of Southfield, and um, I'm here to talk a little bit about Wear Orange, um, which is also known as Gun Violence Awareness Day. So the resolution, which I'm assuming will be read, um, speaks about a young woman, 15-year-old woman, young woman who was shot, um, I believe it was 2013, must have been after Obama's second uh, inauguration. She was shot on the street randomly by a drive-by shooting, and her friends chose to honor her with this idea of remembering her every June uh, around the time of her birthday, and wearing orange in particular because that's the color that hunters wear to avoid being shot. So, as the mayor just said, this is on the heels of a dreadful experience in in Buffalo and I think I have presented this to the council in past years I know that this is something that is very easy to say yes to I think we all need to think of what we can do beyond just saying yes we're aware of gun violence because it's not only gun violence it's a lot of other hatred going on um, unfortunately uh, these got the large shootings that we see and hear of they're just the tip of the iceberg. What's really, really frightening is there uh, two-thirds of the gun violence in this country is um, suicide, and another big percentage is homicide. So the 10 or 11 people there that we all feel so horrible about are nothing compared 
to the problems of guns that are left unsecured in homes and in cars and are readily available. Um, so I just wanted to also say that um, we support gun um, safety education, not just for children, because just telling children don't tell, touch guns is not useful. We adults need to take that responsibility. So um, I actually am a presenter for a program that's called Be Smart for Kids, which stresses the importance of S, um, safe storage, M, modeling appropriate behavior with guns, A, asking about guns in other people's homes where children may be going, R, uh, recognizing the role of guns in suicide, and T, telling others about it. So um, not just on June 3rd, but all year round, we need to be talking about gun violence and how it affects our community. So thank you very much for having me here, and thank you for uh, bringing gun violence up into the forefront again, because we can't just say, oh, yes, another shooting, and let it go by. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um can you guys make sure that the website is, can you share that with Susie to make sure the website is on uh, the, you know what I'm talking about, the, <laughs> the electronic uh, newsletter. Yes. Thank you. Um, do I have, um, well, to read the bottom of it, just to explain, and I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, June, excuse me, January 2013, Hadea, Peddleton was tragically shot and killed at age 15 and on June 3rd, 2022, to recognize the 25th birthday of Hadia um, Peddleton. She was born June 2nd, 1997. People across the United States will recognize National Gun Violence Awareness Day and wear orange in tribute to Hadia Peddleton and other victims of gun violence and the loved ones of those victims. Uh, it was an idea, just like what she was saying, was. Um, inspired by a group of Hadea's friends who asked their classmates to commemorate her life by wearing orange. They chose this color because hunters wear orange to announce themselves to other hunters when out in the woods, and orange is a color that symbolizes the value of human life. Um, and we're asking for anyone to join this campaign by pledging to wear orange on June 3rd, the first Friday in June 2022, to help raise awareness about gun violence. And by wearing orange on June 3rd, 2022, Americans will raise awareness about gun violence and honor the lives of gun violence victims and survivors. And whereas we renew our commitment to reduce gun violence and pledge to do all we can to keep firearms out of the wrong hands and encourage responsible gun ownership to help keep our children safe. Now, therefore, be it resolved that Mayor Kelly Garrett of the city of Lathrop Village declares the first Friday in June June 3rd, 2022, to be National Gun Violence Awareness Day. I encourage all citizens to support their local communities' efforts to prevent the tragic effects of gun violence and to honor and value all human lives. Ready for a motion? I'm ready for a motion. Okay. Uh, I'll make a motion to approve uh, the National Gun Violence Awareness Day, Friday, June 3rd, 2022's proclamation. Do I have a second? Second. It's been moved and second to uh, declare the first Friday in June to be National Gun Violence Awareness Day. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. 
Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kanez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Yeah, the last one for proclamation. We were um, proclaimed or declared, excuse me, June, June 19th, 2022, June Awareness Day, Juneteenth Awareness Day. I so apologize for saying that. Um, whereas Americans of all colors, creeds, cultures, religions, and countries of origin sharing a common love and respect for freedom, as well as determination to protect their right to freedom through dem democratic institutions by which the ten tenets of freedom are guaranteed and protected. And whereas President Abraham Lincoln first issued the Emancipation Proclamation effective January 1st, 1863, freeing those enslaved in the South. However, Southern slave owners ignored that order. On June 19th, 1865, Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas and enforced the president's order freeing enslaved African Americans two and a half years after it was first decreed. This day has since come to be known as Juneteenth and whereas for 150 years Juneteenth National Freedom Day continues to be the most recognized African American holiday observance in the United States and whereas many African Americans continue the tradition of celebrating Juneteenth as inspiration and encouragement for future generations. Juneteenth Day celebrations have been held to honor African-American freedom while encouraging self-development and respect for all cultures. And whereas this year marks the second Juneteenth event entitled Unity in the Community, a celebration of cultural diversity that being held in Lather Village, an event that will feature entertainment, music, food trucks, and a panel discussion with community leaders. There will also be the recognition of diversity champions and the categories of a Lather Village business, a Lather Village residence, adults 21 and over, a Lather Village resident, which is a youth 21 and under, and a Lather Village community group. Now, therefore, be it resolved that Mayor Michael Kelly Garrett, together with Mayor Pro Tem Bruce Cantor, Councilmember Jalen Jennings, Councilmember Barbara Knez, and Councilmember Karen Miller of the City of Lather Village, Hereby declare the 19th of June, 2022, to be Juneteenth Awareness Day in the city of Lather Village. Be it further resolved that we express our appreciation to the Juneteenth Task Force and DDA Promotions Committee. We encourage all to recognize the historical significance of Juneteenth Day, support the continued celebration of Juneteenth to provide an opportunity for all people to learn more about the past, to better understand the experiences that have shaped the nation and encourage the people of the city of Lather Village to observe Juneteenth and participate in ceremonies, activities, and programs. Attested to this 16th day of May, 2022. Make I'll a make a motion to approve Juneteenth Awareness Day's proclamation. Second. It's been moved and second um, to declare June 19th, 19th excuse me, June 19th, 2022, Juneteenth Awareness Day. Is there any further discussion? Uh, I just wanted to say I am on the task force for Juneteenth Awareness Day, and so our celebration will take place on the 18th instead of the 19th because the 19th is uh, Father's Day, so we'll have a celebration the day before to celebrate Juneteenth. It'll be from noon to four, and like the proclamation said, we'll have vendors, storytellers, music, food, 
uh, bounce houses for the children, and uh, I'm missing something, but it'll be a good time. So hopefully everyone comes out and enjoys the event. That's all I have. Any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. City Administrator, do you have anything? City Administrator. I do. Uh, Mayor and Council, uh, I did provide you a estimate from Dick, Big Dave's Tree Service. You asked, uh, you asked us to look into cleaning up the four vacant parcels. We call them triangle parcels, I guess, uh, that are around the city. Um, they did provide an estimate. It, it talks about removing all the dead trees, clearing the brush, uh, grind all the stumps that are eight inches or more, as well as any trip hazards cleaning up all the underbrush and wood debris located on the properties, trimming all remaining trees as needed. Uh, everything will be hauled away except for the stump grindings and ground mulch that is mixed in with the dirt, uh, which will be evenly distributed out through the properties. So this is our company that we use currently for trimming trees along, uh, along the city uh, easements. Thank you. Anyone have any questions? Thank you. You have anything? I don't have anything at this time. I don't okay. know if you want to go over the quotes for the elevator. I oh, provided yeah, yeah, three yes. quotes. Thank you. Yes, yes, sir. So I was asked to provide three quotes for the necessary work that needs to be done on the elevator. Uh, the original quote uh, was from Kone. That was for refurbing, excuse me, that was for replacing the interior panels uh, in the elevator. That came out at 17800 as well as uh, adding emergency power operations for the uh, for the elevator when we go on uh, generator power, that was thirty thousand five seventy seven. That again was from Kone. Uh, Lardner Elevator combined both their quotes into uh, a single quote, and they came out at thirteen thousand two fifty eight. They are suggesting that we can just that they can refasten the existing laminate. Uh, panels and then provide the uh, uh, new install of emergency power visual indicator pull the proper wiring and provide the load testing and then the third quote was from Otis elevator they again were going to replace the panels for twenty thousand seven hundred and three dollars and for them to run the emergency power and all the wiring was $9,239. So with Lardner, were you, are you confident that, so say the inspector comes, you know, so we spent the 13000 right, and they glued it back. Say the inspector comes and says, uh, I'm not too sure. Like, so what do we do in that instance? So if I'm understanding your question correctly, you're saying, you're asking, if by just re-affixing or reattaching the panels, if that would be sufficient? Right. I believe it would be. Okay. Yes. It's just okay. the fact that there, it's pretty visible that the panels are peeling. And okay. as long as they can get the uh, laminate to uh, reattach or glue it back down, so to speak, um, it should be sufficient. So that does, a, I remember you saying the inspector was pretty tough. So I'm just making sure that aligns with what he said. Yeah, so the, the second thing they indicated was if, if the glue wouldn't fix the issue alone, they could add the 
uh, stainless steel stripping along the edges to, again, to uh, reaffix it to the walls. Okay. Um, and then how long did they give a, um, a guarantee for a certain amount of time for it to? You know what, uh, Mayor, I did not get into warranties with them on that. That's something I can look into. Only because if it's only, a, you know, I don't want it just to be Absolutely. a patchwork and then next Absolutely. year we're, we're doing that again. That's just a, it's a major difference between Otis and, and Coney. It's a major difference, you're correct. So <laughs> Otis is just, um, so the 9,000, what does that cover again? That's covering the wiring and the new uh, panel that they're going to have to put in that will indicate um, that it's running on emergency power. Okay. So it's the wiring harness, and then they'll have to do the load test to make sure that elevator will operate correctly once we have the generator installed. So they're not actually doing the work then, Otis? Otis, no, Otis is going to do the work. Okay, there. Yes. So, so that, that covers everything that Kone will be doing. Well, the 9,000 or is, is another? Well, no, they had, theirs was 20,000 oh. for the panels. I missed that. Okay. It's on page 148. It was almost 21,000 for the new panels and then uh, about 9,200 for the wiring for the emergency power. Okay. The big difference it, it sounds like to me with looking at these is uh, Lardner's quote is so much less because they're just going to reattach the existing panels person replacing them. Are we, are we usually, we're not, are we voting on this? Or are we, are we, He's just giving us a, yep, uh, just, okay. just an update. Because I think that what, um, for me, I would like to see what the warranty is from Lardner, because that's just such a major difference mm -hmm. between the two companies. And then with um, Kone, that's who's been um, maintaining our elevators all along, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, it was the trailer elevator that we brought up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and of course, everyone should know what, who Otis is. I just never, I mean, not that I'm in the building, but I never heard of a liner. And we do have $20,000 out there of repairs. We're still waiting for um, all of the <laughs> all the parts to show up. We still don't have a ship date on the parts yet, and that, that is through Coney as well. Oh, okay. I do have one question. Yes. I'm looking at the notice of violation originally and it does seem like the wall delamination it didn't necessarily say we needed to replace it correct so I think that will cover it and then the second was the machine room um, I don't see that addressed in the large oh that's something different that's a something plumber. different I actually have the I have Nelson Nelson Brothers plumbing is scheduled to do that repair on May 23rd it's gonna oh. be a two-day uh, two-day project form. So it sounds like if you could get the warranty information from Lardner, correct. We all might be inclined to work with Lardner. Um, sounds good. I'll, I will get that information. Maybe references. What's that? Maybe references. Am I pushing it? <laughs> so. <laughs> I met with the uh, the gentleman who actually owns Lardner. He actually worked for Detroit Elevator. Oh, okay. And all okay. of his employees came from Detroit Elevator. They bought, bought Lardner, so okay. they are really familiar with our elevator because they actually installed it way back when. Oh, oh okay. Cool. So. Thank you. 
that kind of takes the anxiety down. Reference. Yeah, it takes Perfect down the reference. anxiety just a little. It's just such a big difference, and that's what it just you know. Okay. Anything else? Thank you. Okay. Uh, any reports from boards, commissions, or committees? Oh. City attorney. Oh, I have nothing to add. <laughs> Thank you. No report. Okay, now back to reports, boards, commissions, committees. None. Any unfinished or new business? None. Public comments. Speakers are limited to three minutes. You have to come to the uh, podium, chair. <laughs> three minutes. Anyone want to speak? Come on up. Hello. Hello. My name is uh, Mike Arbo. I live on Santa Ann. I've uh, been in the city for about eight years, but I just purchased my house this year. Uh, a couple of comments I had was number one, <coughs> I was not specifically for the marijuana dispensary things that's going on, but I think you guys might want to look into people who are buying those businesses are basically making millions of dollars. It's like a lottery to get it. Maybe you guys should look into if you're going to do it and not saying me, I don't want to get involved, but you should give it to a city resident. Uh, try to look at applications from people who actually live in the city. <coughs> Excuse me. And I wanted to also say that the taxes, the property taxes in this city, when I bought my house, uh, it's a value of about 300, it was $4,000 a year. So now I bought it, I got reassessed, the taxes are almost $9,000. A friend of mine just bought a house in Southfield for the same price, and it's 5,000. 9,000, uh, you're gonna price a lot of people out of the city at that rate, so anything you can do to try to save any kind of money lower taxes. Uh, I don't even know how I'll sell my house in 10 years if the taxes are that high. No one wants to pay uh, 10,000 a year for taxes. And that's all I really wanted to say. Thank you. Are you about to answer the... I could. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say, cause I'm the city treasurer. I was gonna say that if you look at your taxes, a lot of it is because the school has a supplemental millage and the when I first started here in 2000, the tax rates for the homestead and non-homesteads were the same, and they're only about two mils difference right now. And the main majority that you guys are paying is that um, where non-homesteads have an 18 mils, the school has asked for that 18 mils for residents. Yeah. That's why our taxes are as like high as there. I just like is like a lot less. Yeah, uh, but that's what our taxes are. Is yeah. a lot of it has to do with the supplemental millage of the school because if you look at what the city's millages are, we're at. 24 mil is but that's well no actually we have the road millage that was just put in last year but then um we're only at 17 mils for the city 17 something for the city thank you yep thank you very much is there anyone else that's here that wanted to speak Okay. That aren't here. Okay. We'll make sure they put it in your box. Thank you. Thank you. 
Good evening, Council. My name is Ian Ferguson, Lathrop Village. So I'm here because I, I want to make sure that we're moving in the right direction with when it comes to the Southfield Public Schools. So uh, the Council has a liaison that his, uh, should be communicating with the Southfield Public Schools. And uh, prior to that person taking that position, I actually had the position for roughly five years. Mayor Brock, uh, former Mayor Brock, appointed me to that position. And he ensured that uh, he wanted to open the dialogue to make sure that we're communicating effectively because the residents send their uh, kids to Southfield Public School and it's essential that we have a voice. Um, my concern is that we're losing that voice because really I don't see anything happening with, with Southfield Public Schools as far as Lather Village being at the table and trying to resolve those issues. As of today, we've really only had two meetings, one of which was kind of like a sabotage on January 31st where they showed up online and they were frustrated because we wanted to do a school. The second one, you guys had a joint meeting in Southfield, which was unproductive. And in the end, we need a liaison that could actually bring forth our issues and work to resolve those issues with Southfield Public Schools. The way I see it now, none of this is happening. So I'm gonna ask that you put this on your agenda for future meetings where you discuss moving away from the current liaison. I am recommending that you appoint Jalen Jennings to this committee, to this, to this liaison position for three reasons. Three important reasons. Number one, Mr. Jennings is a graduate of Southfield Public Schools. Once you appoint him to this position, you will have an instant win because he has people that have tremendous respect for him that's on Southfield Public Schools. He comes with no baggage. I'm here to just add value, not vitriol. And the third most important thing is that most of the people that go to, most of the children and kids and teenagers that go to Southfield Public Schools see Mr. Jennings as their role model. That is a triple threat win for us. In order for us to move forward with the letter, which is the second page that I just passed out to you, you have to try to address these issues and add on to the issues as we move forward. This is just a blueprint of what we started five, six years ago. Yes, there has been turnover, but at the end of the day, we need someone in a position to move this relationship forward. And frankly speaking, these uh, residents and parents that send their kids to Southfield Public Schools need this voice to be heard over there. And right now, it's not being heard at all. I don't know what the liaison is doing right now, the current liaison, but the last meeting, actually May 2nd when you had your meeting, there was a resident that came here. Sorry. And I will continue afterwards if no one else is uh, going to. Uh, Thank you. I got it. Thank you. Is there anyone else that wants to speak that's in-house? Hearing none, I thought I saw someone that was online. Mr. Fred K., did you want to speak? I saw your hand up. Nope. Okay. Anyone else? So according to Robert's Rules of Order, you can come up twice. <laughs> Which, um, don't, 
Lufkin, Ian Ferguson. So it's clear that we've had residents that's come here to request information from the liaison as well as this council. And those requests have fallen on deaf ears. And we can't have that. We've got to have a, a council that's moving in the right direction when it comes to this relationship, this specific relationship where if we don't have it, we have nothing. We really don't have anything. We don't have a leg to stand on. We certainly cannot move forward and get information or um, get what we really want, which is a better relationship and a partnership where we can actually bolster and promote Southfield Public Schools within Lathrop. We don't have that right now. So I'm asking you to really put this on the agenda, discuss it, and really, you need to pivot away from the current liaison and move forward. The other observation I have is this building has to be ADA compliant. That means elevators have to work. We have multi-levels of handicapped people in Lathrop Village. Maybe if you don't see that, you're really not looking. And the bottom line is you can't find elevator parts on, on uh, Marketplace. That's just absurd and ridiculous for us to think that. And if you don't believe me, maybe you can talk to your ghostwriter lawyer because the bottom line is this building has to be ADA compliant, and I respect the fact that these two individuals and the third one that's not here is working hard to make sure that's happening. Keith Brown cannot get up to the second floor. He works, he walks with a wheel, with a cane, and we can't have that. You know who Keith Brown is. Thank you. Thank you. Last call for any public comments, online or in-house. Hearing none, moving on to mayor and council comments. And are you, uh, Leanne, reading the questions? Or do I, are we oh, good? Oh, um, well, like, I thought you could kind of address them, but. Um, do you want me just to read them? Yeah, the, there were just the two from the, that we were gonna address. Okay, so. For the new business, or the action requests. Goodness, okay. If my phone was still only at oh, So this is the which ones? Just the uh, under the new. Yeah, the very last ones under uh, number seven action. Okay, um, and so we got a letter from um, Councilwoman Miller asking for these to be read into um, meetings. Um, one, the resolution, no mo may, page 132, second paragraph, incentivizing, quote, incentivizing its citizens to take direct and meaningful action, unquote. Is there a plan and a budget? Who are the partnering organizations? The plan is not to mow your lawn, um, the residents, and that doesn't have a budget. It's rather not a, a resident wants to participate in it or not. That's totally up to you. Um, and the plan is from May 1st until, I'm doing that, that uh, 31st, 31st, I'm doing that, um, was it the poem my mother made me read to know all months. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. And so who are the partnering organizations? Um, I will have to actually look, but I'm thinking that that's gonna be any organizations that's in the city, any uh, business that wants to be a part, uh, part of it. So that's why I take it as a partnering organization. Um, the next one, the Resolution Mayor's Monarch Pledge, uh, six paragraph, quote, 
city of Lather Village has committed to planting pollinator-friendly species on city-owned property, encouraging, promoting, and providing resources for residents wishing to establish pollinator gardens and developing local property maintenance ordinances are sustainable and wildlife friendly. Question is, is there a plan and a budget? The plan and budget would be coming out of the DDA um, budget where they can pick, well they already have it in the budget, where they can, they're going to be planting and so they can plant flowers that attract pollinators and monarchs. And that is all the questions? Yep. Okay. Thank you. You are very welcome. Um, and I don't think that I have, oh, I did have something else that was sent to me. And that was regarding the um, hiring for the uh, DD, DDA. And again, which is in our, um, it's in the minutes from today that, uh, and we discussed it in the, uh, study session that the DDA it's it's really its own entity and um, it's where they can hire for open positions the position that was just filled and who we introduced or talked about at our last meeting uh, I think it was on Monday was this past Monday that we said we hired yes. this last Monday that we hired uh, backfilled Corey's uh, position which was the DDA assistant Project manager. Project manager, I'm sorry. Um, and that, again, as it says in the uh, minutes, is that the city council does not run the day-to-day -day operations of the city. That is left for the uh, city managers. Um, and so the one position that we are responsible as a council is the city administrator uh, position. And so um, that was something that was sent to me, and I guess uh, more information will come from that. Um, and I think that is all that I have at this point. Any other members have anything you want to add? Um, still looking for um, generator. The, the Joan Price, her the neighbor one had the generator. That we said yeah, on, on you Monday. said you were going to check on that. I, um, Susie was checking on that, or uh -huh. um, Keller. They have to go to the basement to look for it. And does our elevator not work? No, it, it, it works. It what works, was he referring it needs, to? It needs repairs. Well, he yeah. was referring to the last meeting where you were saying that there was no ADA, there wasn't people that were ADA that needed to use the elevator. On a day when the power's out. I, I can't, I just <laughs> yeah, know what he was. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> oh, I, he made it sound like there's no power now. That he could the gentleman couldn't get up to the second floor. I'm saying if and when there's no power, I believe, right? That's what that we're, the generator that's would what, kick well, in, and that's when you would use the elevator. So, yeah. Anything else? Oh, one more sign ordinance review. Do we have a sign ordinance? I feel like it was 30 days. Is it up to 60? Where are we with that sign ordinance? I would have to look at the ordinance. Okay. I don't study the ordinances every day, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but, well, Planning Commission has a meeting tomorrow. Okay. So. Oh, they put, they put it in there? I'm not sure if that's on their agenda or not, but um, I'm sure Jill is the city's yes, mayor would be on top of it. 
Any other uh, comments? No. Um, I'll just reiterate that we have uh, the Juneteenth event is June 18th from noon to 4, as well as I'll reiterate that um, hopefully the city administrators can get us together with those budget hearing dates um, so we can get that handled, as well as um, I'll just could you possibly um, send an email out to council as to what are the the main items or what we need to do uh, for the budget hearings to make that more of a smoother process? So, because I know it was stated in the meeting, but maybe if you uh, you know just let us let everyone know, then we can know what to look for okay. during our budget hearings. And that is it for me. All right. Well, that was it for um, council comments. I would take a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. I'll second it. Good <laughs> evening. Thank you all for coming.